Welcome to Buddy Read Podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Nia. And we're roommates. And we're best friends. Thank you very much. I mean, we're both. Exactly. Therefore, mention it. Okay. We also love to listen to audiobooks. Recently, we started Buddy Reading. Or is it listening? Buddy listening? Buddy reading? You know what? It's whichever. Right. And we wanted to share our thoughts. Yep. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So sit back. Relax. Because Buddy Read starts starts now. Welcome to our bonus episode. Surprise! Well, not really. Not really, because we told them about it. And we created a whole headliner video for it. Sure so. did. Um, so yeah, I take that back. Not surprised, but welcome <laughs> back to our first bonus episode. First of many, hopefully. Hopefully. And our first co-host. Hey, girl. It's Toya. Hey. Hey. So you're our first guest. You're our first co-host. You're basically on the show as it is. So. Yeah. And if we talk- I'm so excited to be here. Listen, we could not talk about Dear Justice and not talk about it without you. Did I say that right? I didn't say that right. We could not discuss Dear Justice without you. Okay, yeah. We can speak English, we promise. Yeah, of course. But we're super excited to discuss this book. Um, I'm not going to lie, this book, I I did cry again because, you know, Nick does that to me. Um, But luckily for me, I did not because once I see somebody else cry I don't know I, I think it dries it up because I'm like I gotta be strong oh you gotta be the thug <laughs> huh any tears for you Toya was I the only one? Oh no I was definitely like tearing up in this book I was like Quan like I yeah okay Kim you got it on your side <laughs> <laughs> okay so yes we are discussing Dear Justice I'm super excited to jump in but before we do let me hit y'all with the synopsis In the stunning and hard-hitting sequel to the New York Times bestseller Dear Martin, incarcerated teen Quan writes letters to Justice about his experiences in the American prison system. Shortly after teenager Quan enters a not-guilty plea for the shooting death of a police officer, he is placed in a holding cell to await trial. Through a series of flashbacks and letters to Justice, the protagonist of Dear Martin, Quan's story, unravels. From a troubled childhood and bad timing to a coerced confession and prejudiced police work, Nick Stone's newest novel takes an unflinching look at the flawed practices and ideologies that discriminate against African-American boys and minorities in the American justice system. So for this episode, we'll be focusing on our great, our good, and our bad. Yeah, I have a not so good. And I kind of just stayed with my great and my good. (laughs) What about you, Toya? I, most of it was great. There is a little bit of not so good, but it mostly revolved around the kids. Okay, so, okay. so technically we have a great, a good, and a not so good. Yeah. Ha! No bad or uglies, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it should be. Okay, so, diving in. Diving right in. Um, My great was the book. Um <laughs> I think for me that that's where it was. I just it was a good book. It was, it was really a really book. good book, yeah. and I really enjoyed it. Um, there was so much covered in the book, and I think to a certain degree, it forced me to like really do a lot of like reflection on 
all the Kwans that I've had in my life. Same. Especially growing up in Brooklyn. And the then Bronx, same. It was like so many parallels to that because you know you grow up with a certain kind of boy you know the quote-unquote bad kid who's like really smart Mm -hmm. but then like in high school they just like kind of fall off and then you leave and you go somewhere you don't really like keep up with them and it's just like i wonder where i wonder what happened Mm -hmm. and then you like randomly see them on facebook and you're like oh hello okay right this is where you are now Mm -hmm. i think for me the book kind of opened my eyes to my own biases yeah to my own biases because i was just like why won't you just do this if you did this we could have done this together or we could have both gotten out and then it's just like wow maybe i i jumped too fast you know or jumped too high without Mm -hmm. really like knowing exactly what was going on because i mean i'm sure a lot of like kwan's situations happened right in real life with the people that i encountered specifically and it's just like first of all i couldn't i wouldn't even know if what i would do if that was me mm-hmm. so i think for me the great was the book <laughs> it shed so much light on like the factors that can really affect people's lives you know yeah. especially black people especially black black people the yeah. injustices like there were so many times where i was just like they really failed this boy this yeah. man like there were so many things that happened i was just like why if you had just listened to him or if you had just done this this guy could have been great i mean granted it worked out but right he could he could have avoided everything you yeah. know yeah so yeah that that was me the book <laughs> <laughs> what about you toya oh wait oh wait oh wait i'm sorry never mind not not you yet oh. toya <laughs> No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I'll keep that in my good. I'm so sorry. <laughs> what about you, Toya? No, I don't know. Like, but, but, like, the book is definitely the great. For me, the great was the metamorphosis of Juan. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I I definitely felt some type of way about Juan's character coming out of Dear Martin. I made a lot of assumptions about him. Yeah. I definitely knew a lot of these guys I grew up with a lot of these guys especially in the black community mm-hmm. yeah and there were so many times where I'm like well I did it so why couldn't you right yeah. like I had it just as hard so what's the issue here but I mean I mean we're seeing this every day with like you know the you know black males just be the target that's on their back and to see this and what he goes through like this that this story like blew me wide open when yeah. it came to that and yeah like that that's what was great like i don't like dear, dear martin was great like justice's story but like seeing kwan i felt like this one just like hit yeah. harder for me yeah. yeah so um you know yeah i want to go and steal stuff out of my mouth that's cool okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> because to be honest i think that was my biggest takeaway from the the stories that I had to face my own biases against my own community. Right. And then yeah. growing up and having these friends and knowing like or feeling like not knowing but feeling like you we both had the same choices and you chose this. Right. To yeah. to, to experience what Quan went through, especially like because I'm gonna talk about his mother. 
But um, to experience what, what like to, to really kind of, and I, I just want to say that's one of my my greats for real from this book is the writing style because you got to know Quan from beginning to end. Right. So yeah. it was like you understood what happened, what led him down this path, how did he get here, where he was. And it was like, I know so many people who we were like competing in, in elementary school for our grades and like stuff like that and where I ended up and where they ended up. Thank and so, you. Uh, yeah, I, that was a, that was a major great for me. Her writing style is always amazing to me. Um, and I think that's why I take it personal when people say they don't like it. <laughs> but that was, that was a huge great. And then there were some themes, I guess, not I guess, there were some themes um, and lessons, again, that I learned from my biases that I expect to when I read her books, specifically like a Dear Martin, Dear Justice book. But I wasn't anticipating just how hard it would hit me, especially Quan, because yeah. like you, Toya, I did already have some preconceived notions, and I was already like, yeah, okay, hello, Quan. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, as the story was playing, I'm like, oh wow, Kim. Like, yeah. You know, you're those people. Literally, that's 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 what got me. Mm-hmm. I had to really be like, wow. And then like, she's really good with metaphors. Like the the rocket in the playground from beginning from beginning to end and like to end it the way that it she did like we don't want to spoil as much as possible but it was kind of like I was like I had a rocket you know I had a I didn't have situations where I had to go to a playground just to get away from my family like that that wasn't something that I technically lived through but I had safe spaces that grew with me and um, I mean you know New York City they, they built and took down playgrounds like nobody's business Can I tell you? so you know it's just, it was a lot of that it was a lot of like wow like I relate to you Quan but also wow I have so many biases against you and I shouldn't as a, as a black person See, no and I completely agree because like I felt like like I like when I read Dear Martin like I related to justice mm-hmm. because that's more that's similar to my story right, right. like I had this rough upbringing, but I made it out, and I, I fought against that. Right. And so when you see Quan's story, you're just like, ooh. Yeah. But what if that would have been me, though? Because it could have been. Exactly. So why am I judging that? Right. And and it's, I think, you know, like, I had to give my parents a lot of the credit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because seeing what Quan went through with his mom and then his father... Um, who I just have to say I'm glad that although there were parts of it that was kind of like the quintessential like this is what people think of black dads kind of situation it wasn't fully that you know because I'm like oh thank god because I I just sometimes you just don't want it you're like please don't be please don't be please don't be Um, but to see what he went through with like his own parents and then like trying to find that community like I didn't need to look for that love right um, throughout my life and that's I think would save that's what saved me I didn't I had friends to be friends I didn't need friends to be my family I just right. accepted you as family right. if I wanted to and I like again watching Quan's past to present grow we legitimately grew up with him yeah in like one part of the book yep um, so that was just man you know it was really good it's like basically the great is the book <laughs> I'm telling you yeah, period point blank period um Man, y'all are really making this hard. I'm trying not to spoil, okay? Because I'm trying to be, you know, think of you guys. Imagine. But I don't want to anymore. (laughs) 
to deduce it down. Like, okay, all right. So moving on from the great, we'll do our goods. If 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 you haven't mentioned it already, I do have a couple of goods that I didn't mention. But Toya, do you have any any specific things that's non-spoilery that was a good for you? So uh, one of my goods was actually watching Quan open up when he's incarcerated yes. in the detention center to Doc. Um, you have this platonic relationship between mentor and mentee, and like there's just this respect and admiration. Like, don't get me wrong, like you get pushback from Quan in the beginning for good reason, right? Like everyone's been against you, so so why start blindly trusting that now? Right. But when you see like these life lessons and his teaching, like Doc's teaching, starting to set in, like. You re- like again, like it brings those biases and those preconceived notions full and front and center because you're just like, wow, like this kid, like Quan is smart. Yeah, like, yeah. he knows his stuff. Like he's, he's so intelligent. He's so well read. Loves right. to read. And like he's just never been given the chance. He's just been written off. And like nobody's in his corner. Yeah. So what do you expect? Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like it's so one thing me, to be like seeing that relationship was was one of the like really good, good. for me. Yeah, because and it's one thing you know, like I said, it's one thing to be written off by the public. Yeah, it's another right. thing to be written off by family that's supposed to protect you. So yep. that's what that's what hurt my soul. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, his mother. We gonna get to her. Want to stomp her out? We're gonna get to her. Uh, what about you, Nia? For me, the good was the characters. Everybody had their their role, and it just—I mean, everything just came together really well. The characters, I can can I say your name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So I feel like, honestly, as weird as this is gonna sound, my favorite person was probably Martel. No, you can't take everything. <laughs> I'm glad I went before her. I'm glad I went before her. <laughs> okay. My favorite person was, was basically Martel. Like, mm-hmm. just how educated he was and how much compassion he actually had. Being the leader of a whole gang, like, I think... An organization. I, an organization, you're right. Um, I think his character was important for other people to see how other those people that they look at actually are. Because for the most part... I've seen the quote-unquote gangsters help people cross the street and help people bring groceries into their home, mm-hmm. give them money to help with stuff. I mean, granted, I guess it's not that great, you know, like, giving the money because it's not clean money. Right. However, like, they are in their community, you know, helping to do certain things. And I think it was so important for his character to be that way because it helped everything come together with Quan, especially. Mm-hmm. And why Quan... I feel like made it out, quote unquote. Like it he made it out. Break down that preconceived notion of what a gang is. Exactly. Right? Like, That's why I said organization. Organization. They, yeah. They, you know, I, I forgot they can't really see our see our quotations. Like it, <laughs> it's not. It wasn't the gang that we think of or that we've been assumed to be running rampant. Like exactly. that was huge. It was so huge, and I just really loved Marta. I loved all the characters. But Martel was my favorite. And that, that's it. 
<laughs> because it's like I feel like we say this every episode and I feel like people are not going to believe me but we did not talk about this so. yeah we purposely don't nope. talk about our opinions nope. and then it happens <laughs> and I'm like okay so yes actually my good was the characters and the character development between <gasps> for a few characters of course main character being Quan I feel smart guys Martel <laughs> was actually a favorite of mine too I think because I don't remember if it was mentioned in Dear Martin and I didn't go back to check but I was like, this man had a mas- has a master's of social work. Listen. He's talking about thesis. Listen. Yeah, that wasn't mentioned in Dear Martin. In Dear Martin, he was like seen as a thug. Yeah. Right. And then, I mean, like, outside of that, like, the only, I would say, like, it was like, oh, okay, you're a little different, was, you know, he had, like, a picture of Huey, I think, for the Black Panther. Exactly. And, like, coming from that angle. When he said he has a master's of social work, I said, hold on. <laughs> Wait a <laughs> minute. <laughs> I was blown away. Um, and I was like, let's listen to his story. Right. right. So I have to agree with you, Nia. He was one of my all-time favorite characters in the story because, again, walked into it with preconceived notion of, yeah. I remember you from the last book. This isn't going to go any way that I don't expect. And to see that, like, even his operation, his organization, they what's illegal is that he's an arms dealer mm-hmm. and that the organization's an arms dealer. So it's not drugs. It's not, like, you know, right. it's arms, which I don't know. I mean, it's so bad, but you right. know. Um, <laughs> but I yeah, feel like, like no drugs was allowed. Like you know, unprotected sex was exactly. allowed. Like, education had to come first. Like he had strict rules about yes. how that organization was run. Like these dudes me, weren't out in the streets just running amok. Yeah, it gave me minor power feels. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, power of the show. <laughs> um, but Marcel was definitely one of my favorites because I think he took that. Uh, view of like head of an organization head of a gang and flipped it on its head yeah um it kind of reminded me like this is like everything is not as it seems don't judge even when you don't know um so thank you for you know saying that nia you're welcome the other person that i don't like but i'm grateful that this her story was written the way it was was kwan's mom which i said we're gonna get to it i think that a lot of the times within ya um, parents are kind of seen as like the very like benevolent beings in 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 life in a, in in certain YA books, and I was prepared to see like she'd be the woman that everything happened to, yeah, and that she's just trying to figure it out, yeah. and that is a part of her character, I think, yeah. But to see that she was, for all intents and purposes, she was a bad mom, um, specifically Trash. to to him. Um, I appreciated her role in that way because I think it made me kind of again understand Quan and feel his pain because I mean if if my mother took the word of someone else over me as a child that would have completely broken me literally I would be like so you don't you're not gonna I'm telling you this is what happened and you're not gonna defend me me I came out of you like and it was, that's what I screamed. I was like, that's your child. That's your child. I kept screaming that in the book <laughs> internally. Um, so, although... Um, oh, no, no, go ahead. So, although, you know, I don't like her, because I don't. She There's a big old fuck you to her. Um, I appreciated her character being written the way that it was. Yeah. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me is seeing her character and just how much she gave up on her own children because of her own 
insecurities and obviously like there's a lot going on like mentally like mental stability wise with with her right she's like she had a lot going on for sure but it made me really take a step back and think did i dislike justice's mom because because when we we went through this last time all of us were like hating on justice's mom because of like the way that like she treated sj and all this and that yeah but she always still went to bat for justice and put his needs and wants first, whereas Quan's mom had like so wanted nothing to do with the child that she made. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that's and about that, that hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy because as you were talking, I was like, wait a minute, she's the complete opposite of Justice's mom. I literally thought that, and as you said, I was like, well, there you go. It's cool. Uh, we're thinking the same thing. I didn't yeah. even think about that. I didn't think about it while we were reading. It was like after, I'm like, okay, yeah, go ahead, Toya. I'm like, huh. She's the complete opposite of Justice's mom, which Justice's mom reminds me of my mom in a lot of ways. But yeah, we definitely gave her a lot of flack. Yeah. Um, in yeah. when Because she was so prejudiced against SJ, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And because she was scared for her son. Right. This is true. You see that now compared to, to lack of care. Mom, and I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I mean, Kwan's mom, it's like a complete lack of love or actual care. Literally. Yeah. She didn't even care that he was in jail. Yeah, I had hopes no. for her. I had hopes for her, though, and she just obliterated them. Listen, that's, I had extreme hopes That's a spoiler, sorry. Mm. Yeah, I'll be okay. Um, mm-hmm. And the only other, I would say, good was basically for me uh, the part two, because part two is where I got very emotional. There was a lot yeah. of foreboding for me yeah. that took me out there was foreshadowing that took me out. I was on a Just Mercy trip. I'm like, <laughs> oh, y'all gonna Just Mercy me today? Um, and so it was just, it was so emotional going through. Like, it was like, I was happy to see Justice and SJ again. I was even a little bit happy to see Jared, but not completely. Um, yes. But I was happy to see, I was happy to see Justice. I was happy to see SJ. And then it was like, hit the ground running yeah. with Doc and everyone else that was involved. And it was just like, it was like now I felt like the story was whole for me in yeah. part two, but then that was where a lot of the emotions started to hit. Um, and it's definitely where I started to cry a few times. Not a lot, just like once in the bathroom, maybe. <laughs> um, so that's okay. my only other. Same here, so. Yeah, that was my only, only okay. other. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yep. so I guess we're on the not so good section of it all. Yeah. I'm gonna so, let you take that away, Toya. Tell us guys. I just so you know, I I hated Jared in Year Martin, <laughs> right? So I kept saying fuck Jared because he's like he's the fuck boy who thinks he knows everything, who doesn't. I just I can't stand him. And all of a sudden we see this change in Jared to where, you know, now now he is trying to, to do better. Like he, he He's committed to, um, like, reform and policy mm-hmm. and law and wants to go down the same path with justice. But he still is doing the most when yeah. it comes to it. Like, it, it felt like we went from Jared, who wants to engage in this really problematic behavior and saying all these things, to then being the Jared who's kind of like, hey, I've got my Black Lives Matter flag, but, like, I still don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So... Like, I just, but the thing is, is, like, I get it, because mm-hmm. we still need the room for growth and development, because we, we need to have that space, and I think that that's what Jared is meant to do. Like, he's the one 
the entire series so far that we've seen who has gone through this like change of his fundamental beliefs. Yeah. yeah. Everybody else is pretty much on the same page, but right. like Jared is just yeah. So yeah. I'm still not team Jared. Like I get why we have him, but I'm not team Jared. Yeah. yeah. Um, not gonna see it. What about you? <laughs> oh, I remember I didn't have any bad. Oh yeah, so it's me. <laughs> so yeah, my not so good is basically the same. Again, we need to talk about this. Um, <laughs> I still say fuck Jared, but I think towards the end of Dear Martin, seeing like how he felt, because to a certain degree, I didn't believe him too. Okay, see <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But, um, I'll be honest, like, SJ ripped into him, and I was with all the shits, when she was, I was like... for that car conversation. That car conversation, I was just like, ooh, I would not like to be Jared. But I will <laughs> say that I understand the room for growth and the need for growth, and us giving that room, too, which is why I was like, okay, I'm, I'm still saying fuck you, Jared, but I'm kind of like... Mm, I see you, Jared. I see what you're trying to do. Because I do appreciate that. He's like, I don't know if I'm offending anyone. Or I don't know if this is, like, my bias. Like, whatever he said. I can't remember verbatim. But it was, like, basically he's, he's acknowledging, like, I'm probably, like, very this about it. But blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, okay, Jared. See, this is why we don't like you. Um, this is why we said fuck you. Because this is the shit you do, that you do. But I acknowledge the fact that he is trying and I'm acknowledging that we need to have that space too that don't right. mean it's going to be easy on my part it sure <laughs> that does not mean that but right was- but it's tough because I think it allows like looking past like Jared as a person right. and a character I think in the bigger thing it shows that we can have people that can become allies even if they started off on these paths that were less than savory, right? Like, right. like that's what it is. Like, he does say, like, you know, cause like what you were just speaking about, he says, like, I know that I'm probably speaking from a place of privilege. There we go. Where you are. Mm-hmm. You are speaking of a place of privilege. Right. Like, shut up. Right. But in the same respect, like, we have to give this, this platform and this room for growth and development, especially... Yeah when we need white voices to help, but damn, it hurts. Okay? Right, no, yeah, no. It does. Trust me. It does. Um, wow. Like I said, I'll back up that professor that I had. She was very aware of the fact that she was white, but she would voice her opinion. Sure did. And say it and mean it and not step down. She would be. She was the voice for us when we couldn't be the voice. And I was cool with it to a certain degree. I was like, please, because you're white, they're not going to look at you the same way. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Ain't that something? But yeah, I guess my, my not so good is like I don't appreciate sort of liking Jared now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, that's exactly how I feel because like Jared has now become a good person. It's like, but then I'm like, I'm, I'm conflicted. Like I am right. so confused. Complete. I was like, you know what? I'm SJ, right? Go, go ahead, like, SJ. What you do this, right? I'm hurt. I'm still <laughs> hurt by the shit he did. But I get why. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. stop being a logical human being. Can we just be, be in our emotions for right now? Right. But yeah, you know, Nia doesn't have no good, uh, no, any, a, a any bad, bad or not so good. Right. So, so we'll just move on to, to our, our ratings. ratings. Hey, I was saying. Sorry. Ratings. <laughs> now we're moving on to our ratings. Okay. What did you guys rate the book? Well, it was a five star. Like, 
Get out of here. <laughs> this is like the type of book that everybody needs to read because, like, especially because, like, I felt like Justice's story was more palatable because he was a good, good. kid. Yeah. yeah. But Quan, but Quan wasn't. Right. And you need to know why because exactly. those are the guys that I grew up with, and hell, those are some of the decisions I made. Like, let's talk about liberty. When Homegirl was like all the trouble she got in. I was like, look yeah. at your girl, that was me too. But yet I still came out on top, so. Right, right. Awesome. Absolutely love Liberty. Just want to sneak that in there. Um, gave it five stars. I literally wrote all the stars, all the candles, all the palm trees, parentheses, <laughs> five. So that's how much I absolutely adored this book. What about you, Nia? Straight up five. She knocked it out of the park for me. I in- completely enjoyed it from the beginning to the end and everything in between. Loved it. I just need to read more Nick Stone books. Same. Yeah, I at this only, point I will. I only I've only read those two, so I just need to pick up a few more. Cause yeah. she has a few more. Yeah, same here. Oh my gosh! Well, this was great. Uh, I had so much fun. Listen. Same here. We're gonna... going through all the emotions again. <laughs> no. Oh my god, I know. Well, this time, you know, I think you know, I think we got a little emotional for Dear Martin on yeah. on mic. This time, yeah. we, were, we got through it. We were strong, guys. We did. We, we did. did. We did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we're so proud of us. <laughs> right. All right. It's time for some announcements. Announcement time. Yeah. Why did I do that? <laughs> Anyways, we're super excited for next month. Yeah, because we'll be heading into our first... I guess weekly episodes. Yeah. Because we're usually bi-weekly. We only yeah. do two shows a month. So we're doing two episodes. Four. Four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So that this should be interesting. <laughs> for our episodes in October. I was going to say this month and we're still in September. <laughs> for our episodes in October... We are going to be reviewing the Playbook series by Alexa Martin. I love that series. Yeah. So it'll be a reread for us Mm -hmm. um, because we read all three books uh, last year. And the fourth book comes out this month. I'm so excited. So am I. (laughs) Uh, Special thanks to the team over at Berkeley Romance. They sent us an arc. Thank you. Of Snapped. So we're going to be posting an episode um, each week reviewing the book. As you yep. all know, this is a spoiler show. So we're giving you an extra week yep. to get to Snapped. Okay? So here's the schedule. We'll be posting an episode for Intercepted on October 8th. We'll be posting the episode for Fumbled on October 15th. Um, and on October 22nd, we'll be posting Blitzed. And on October 29th, Snapped. Yeah. Snapped comes out October 22nd, I believe. Yeah. Sorry, no, no. Comes out October 20th. <laughs> okay, so they do have an extra week in a few couple days. of days. Yeah, a few days. <laughs> so that means y'all have time. Exactly. To read it with us. So it will be a spoilery show. Right. We were thinking or we are thinking about doing a read along. Um, We're going to ask you guys on our Instagram page. So check out our stories for the poll this week. And let us know. Yeah. So see you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. 
You can also find us on Spotify, CastBox, and Anchor.fm. Remember to follow us on Twitter at BuddyReadPod. And Instagram at BuddyReadPodcast for all of our live reactions and updates.